on this episode of Why Watch That. And if you know anything about 1938, you'll know that this is when... <laughs> fake news. <laughs> that's right. So they say it was the original fake news story. <laughs> now he gets into a little accident, a car accident, everyone. And it's because he is with two of his students doing things he's not supposed to be doing in a car. Mm -hmm. See, Chris, why, we need to get him away from that character. She just sort of comes on with her highlights, and you know, and she's she's talking like this. This is how it's gonna go down. And then there's a moment, mm. voila, as you just said. Yeah. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, Watch That. That. Presented by Dynamic Network. A Why Watch That sneak peek. Well, it looks like the critic got a chance to see a sneak peek of the new movie Brave New Jersey that comes out August 4th this for Rocky Day. Oh. It is directed by Jody Lambert. Mm, I love that name. And written by her and Michael Dowling. Okay. Mm. It stars um, some people you may know, uh, namely Heather Burns. I love her. She's <laughs> from Miss Congeniality, the one who says, I stole red <laughs> also Manchester by the Sea. Uh-oh. Manchester, yes, she was the uh, somewhat love interest kind of trying to be <laughs> of, of, uh, of, of Casey Affleck's character. Anna Camp is in it along with Jim Jagger, Jagger Tony Hale, and Erica Alexander, Pam, from, from the Cosby Show. <laughs> along with a bunch of other wonderful comedians and, and folks. Now, this is going to be a very familiar plot because I'm sure you've heard of this actual event that happened in our, in our country. <laughs> yes. So it is 1938, everybody. Mm -hmm. And we are, of course, in New Jersey. It's small town New Jersey, though. And if you know anything about 1938, you'll know <laughs> that this is when... Fake news. <laughs> That's right. So they are billing this as it, they say it was the original fake news story. <laughs> because this is when Orson Welles broadcast via radio, of course, his legendary War of the Worlds. <laughs> Not the brand. And millions of wonderful people in this country believed it. Okay. So what we see is in this New Jersey town, they believed it. Oh. Now, oh. before before we get to the broadcast, of course, we're introduced to all the townspeople. You've seen this kind of movie time and time yeah. again. So the lead, Tony Hale from HBO's Veep, Emmy Award winner, he is the town's mayor. And he is such an <laughs> agreeable guy. He will do whatever you say, even if he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> now, he's really in love with a woman housewife Lorraine played by Heather Burns <laughs> of course she's married to a husband who really thinks he has this contraption going that's gonna make millions oh, and that's boy. Sam Jaeger who was uh, in Parenthood on NBC yes. Mm -hmm. yes 
So she's stuck in this marriage, essentially. Now they have a daughter and they have, um, they're taking care of a young, a young kid who's come over from Eastern Europe. We know what's going on there. Oh boy. You know what that is. Yes. Now we also see a school teacher played by Anna Camp. She's all sweet and, you know, pretty as Anna Camp can be. Uh, keep watching. <laughs> all right. There's a reverend who's really not interested at all. He always shows up late to the church <laughs> service. Okay. There's a sheriff. There's a war veteran. And then there's Erica Alexander. Okay. Now, Erica Alexander, she's a member of the congregation. And there's something going on with her and her husband and all of that. So we have this cast of characters. We have this broadcast happen. The question is, how do all of them respond? Does the mayor finally find his spine? Does the wife finally leave her husband? What about the children? They're adventurous. What role do they play? Wait, the sh- so some mm-hmm. people may not know War of the Worlds. Okay. What? What? Ha- this is an alien invasion. Right. So, so what happened is they broadcast and said that the world, Earth, was being invaded by aliens. So people who believed it wanted to fight back, and they planned all kinds of things to fight against <laughs> aliens. I mean, come on. Let me tell all of you something if you ever hear this again. If aliens get here, we better hope that they're benevolent. <laughs> Watch arrival. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'll say. If they have the capability to get here, just hope that they are for us and not against us. Uh, pitch a- uh, 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 pickaxes and pitchforks and everything else and guns, is not. that's not going to cut it. Anyway. So the veteran, played by Raymond J. Barry, if you've seen Training Day, you've seen him. If you've seen uh, Justified, you've seen him. He seizes the moment to get everybody together to fight back. <laughs> now, does he believe that or not? So you can see how this plays out. You know that eventually they figure out that this was a hoax and what the aftermath is after that. Okay? Now, for the review. This is a comedy, everybody. But this is, ref. this is really a throwback comedy. This is for um, people who just want kind of a taste of a yesteryear Mm. That's what they're playing on. It was. It's almost like this, ref. If uh, the characters from uh, w- <laughs> Waiting for Guffman, yeah, if they made a movie, um, <laughs> but they were actually kind of good and not bad. So <laughs> this is the kind of movie they would want to make. Gotcha. So the people making this are much better than them. But that's the kind of feel you would get. And if you haven't seen Waiting for Gu- Guffman, everybody, you got to see that. Now, the question is, do you pay to see this? I can't say that you should see this in a theater. I cannot go there. I have to say this is going to be better at home. If you just want a sense of comedic nostalgia, you're not going to be laughing a lot like this. But it's going to amuse you a bit to see these actors. They're all seasoned comedy actors. Just go through this lark of a film. Okay, so that's what we have. It, it, they're not trying to, you know, do anything great here. That's not the goal. They just mm-hmm. want to amuse people a bit. And I think on that score, they succeed. Now, this is not only in theaters. It's also on demand. Oh. So you can consider that if you just want a bit of a tickle, not too much. Don't take anything too seriously. That's Brave New Jersey. 
All right, it's open August 4th, and like the critics said, you can watch it in a theater or you can watch it at home if you should dare. Listen, this is truly true. It's not a hoax. We really mean this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? Part one. Well, ref, guess who has a did you know? Uh, ah, you? (laughs) Would have to be, right? (laughs) (laughs) And this one, this one's short and sweet. Oh, okay. I like short and sweet. Did you know Mm -hmm. that this late great comedic actor? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Was the voice, and I'm gonna try to get through this without laughing. (laughs) Was the voice of Uh Pizza the Hut? In Spaceballs. Okay? <laughs> he was a favorite of Mel Brooks's. Ooh. <laughs> I love Spaceballs. Wait, he was the pizza. Wait, he, he was, was the, the voice of voice Pizza, of pizza. Hut. <laughs> Okay. Well, give me a second. Hold on. Hold on. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. And we're back, please. <laughs> who is this? Who is this actor who's the voice of Pizza Hut? Jeez. Um, uh, who can, who's, who's Mel Brooks? Mm-hmm. Gene Wilder? No, or, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Hedley Lamar. Who's that guy? <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. Well, it is, and this is going to make perfect sense. Dom DeLuise. <gasps> <laughs> what? Oh, I'm so dumb. We Dom miss DeLuise. you. Oh, what a great. Oh. You know what? Actors, comedic actors like that, where are they? Exactly. I mean, do you remember the moment you saw his... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was men in tights or whatever. He did the Godfather and he had cotton in his mouth. <laughs> he was like, we can't understand you. <laughs> and he, he did plenty of voiceover work like all dogs go to heaven. Look, oh. look, everybody. He, let's end it here quickly. <laughs> Mel Brooks said that whenever he hired Dom DeLuise, <laughs> he would instinctively add another two days to the scheduled shoot. Because he knew of all the laughter that Dom would create on set. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful. You know what? We're thinking of you, Dom. We're we're thinking of you. And happy birthday! It's his birthday. Yeah. Back to why watch that. Another why watch that sneak peek. The critic got a chance to see a sneak peek of the new movie, Chronically Metropolitan. Say that five times fast. (laughs) It's coming out this Friday, August 4th, and it is directed by Xavier. I love this. I love French names. Xavier Manrique. (laughs) (laughs) And it's written by Nicholas Schott. 
It stars Chris North, yes, the good wife, the cheating husband. Mary Louise Parker, yes, weeds. And Josh Peck. Um, I forgot what he was in. He was in some short-lived uh, thing. It'll come to me in the middle of this. It is a comedy dramedy. A dramedy? A comedy drama? I don't know. Hey. You tell us, critic. <laughs> you know Josh Peck from Grandfathered. Grandfathered? That's what it was! See, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I okay. forgot about that John Stamos. John Stamos, that's right. Now... We are in New York City. Oh, I love that. Um, and what happens is Chris Noth plays Christopher. Um, he's a father. He's a married man. And he is a pretty famous writer. He has won awards, major awards. I think maybe the National Book Award he won. Oh, okay. And he's a professor. Now, uh, he also has uh, a goatee that would make anybody blush. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. If all you right. look at the poster, you'll see exactly what it looks like, and it's completely ridiculous. All right, all right. Now, he gets into a little accident, a car accident, everyone, and it's because he is with two of his students doing things he's not supposed to be doing in a car. Mm-hmm. See, Chris, why, we need to get him away from that character. And now, his wife is played by Mary Louise Parker, and she knows she's being cheated on. And she ain't happy about it, but she's tolerating it. She's tolerated it, I should say. But she has her sights on someone else. So how is that going to end up? Mm. Now, they have two children. They have a son, Fenton, played by Shiloh Fernandez. He is also a writer, and he had some sort of breakdown that made him leave the city. He ran away to the other side of the country. He's coming back. Okay, so he's finally coming back to New York City to see about his father and maybe to see about a girl. And her name is Jessie. She's played by Ashley Benson. He left her high and dry, essentially, and she ain't happy about it. She's getting married, by the way, to someone else. Mm. He doesn't know that till he arrives in the city. And his sister, Layla, is played by Addison Timlin. And his sister is the one who has an interest in John, played by Josh Peck. Now, John is great friends with Fenton, okay, and he's supplying the mother with some drugs. (laughs) Wait, Mary Louise Parker is... (laughs) Yes. So a little bit of weed going, a little bit of weed. She can't get away from me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So we see how all of these relationships work together. That's essentially the movie. And again, it's called Chronically Metropolitan. So it really should be called uh, or subtitled Rich People's Problems. Okay. (laughs) Rich People's Problems. So I don't need to spell out any more for you, everybody. You get it. Now for the quick review. This, everyone... We've seen this kind of thing before. You know what you're going to get. So the question is, how good is it? Hmm. Now, for Chronically Metropolitan, while the cast is strong, the writing is not. And some of the writing, when you hear it, you go, "Mm." (laughs) I'm sorry, that is just not landing. There's no way it could. So there are some themes going on that are familiar And I think that Xavier, who directed it, Nicholas, who wrote it, they have an idea of what they want. They just couldn't quite execute it. It seemed ref, it seemed to me like this would be someone's first film right out of 
film school. Mm-hmm. So not in film school, but the first one you do right out, where they're trying to feel their way through, and they get some big names, Chris Noth, Mary Louise Parker, to try to say these lines. So it's not a terrible experience, but what I would say is I would wait to um, see this at home, maybe to rent it or to wait for it to come on cable. And in that way, you won't be offended by the movie. You'll go, oh, okay, that's fine. So that's Chronically Metropolitan. Well, it comes out August 4th. Should you dare see it in the theater? Theater. Or maybe maybe you should just (laughs) hang out by the couch and watch it on cable. Wow, I haven't said cable in a long time. (laughs) And now, the pick of the week. Oh my gosh, the critic has a pick of the week, and it is Netflix's new movie, The Incredible Jessica James. That is out now. You can watch it. And it's a movie, so you don't have to binge. You can finish it. It's starred or it's directed by and written by Jim Strauss, starring Jessica Williams as Jessica James. Yes. Uh Chris O'Dowd. I like you you talk about him a lot. I like his name. Uh Noel Wells and Lakeith Stanfield Uh Lakeith Stanfield from uh, Atlanta and Get Out yeah Uh, do tell do tell do tell yes well you know Lakeith is really in every movie and TV show yes he is (laughs) he's working he sure is and look short term 12 that's the first time I saw him everybody please watch that movie now oh my gosh get on with it Jessica uh, James played by Jessica (laughs) Williams Jones Well, I was going to say Williams, James, Jones, what did you say? <laughs> James Earl Jones. Now. Hey, he's in it. No. So Je- Jessica Williams plays Jessica James, the titular character. By the way, Jessica Williams is from The Daily Show. So oh, good for her. Oh, and she okay. also produces. So she's wearing a lot of hats here. All right. Now, she is a young playwright, young-ish. She's in her 20s. In New York City, she's teaching uh, theater to kids. She's very invested in that. She's very invested in her writing, but she's not really getting the feedback that she wants. She has gone through a recent breakup with Lakeith Stanfield's character. And she's not too happy about it. Now, it's a little more complicated than what I'm telling you. I'll tell you that. You have to watch the movie to figure out exactly the ins and outs of that relationship. But he's a good guy. She really likes him. But they're not together. Now, she is dictating. We see this from the beginning. And she doesn't suffer any fools. <laughs> so, you know, she will say, oh, really? You know, on a date, like, mm, this, this is not quite right. Okay, okay. Well, okay. along the way, one of her friends, and I'm sure that's Noelle Wells' character, sets her up with Chris O'Dowd's character. Mm. Now, Chris O'Dowd has also gone through a recent breakup, but it's not boyfriend-girlfriend for him. It's his wife. Oh, So they meet, they don't quite click, but there's something there, something there. So we see how this relationship develops. Is it a friendship? Is it a romance? What's going on? They end up in bed together, but how? Like, what is the deal here? So along the way, we see how she is stuck on Lakeith Stanfield's character, but there's something about Chris O'Dowd's character that interests her. How does she navigate the two and what's going on with her own playwriting and with the program where she's teaching these children? So essentially, everybody, this is what it's like. It's like if Issa Rae 
works slightly younger in New York City with a different set of friends and she were a playwright. That would be this. Um, Is it great? No. But on Netflix, I think if you just want to see this kind of movie, not take things too seriously, it's going to work. So that's the incredible Jessica James. You can check it out on Netflix. We suggest you do. A final why watch that sneak peek. Do you people know how long I've been waiting to talk about this? Wait a minute, my back went up. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) We finally get to review and release our thoughts about the latest and last installment, or trilogy installment, in Taylor Sheridan's American, what does he call it? The American... Frontier. Frontier. Um, Wind River is coming out this Friday, August 4th. And it is sure to deliver its Taylor Sheridan punch. Now, he directed it. He also wrote it. So this is his directorial debut. And we got a chance, the critic and I, got a chance to see it way back in this past this this past January at mm-hmm. Sundance. It was really a big to-do there. And, you know, we got a chance to hear him talk about it and whatnot. Now, the cast is amazing. Jeremy Renner is heading the force of this movie, along with Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, they're teamed back up together from the Avengers. Uh, Graham Greene. (laughs) (laughs) Graham Greene, who is, uh, you know him from uh, Hell or High Water. That a magnificent performance, along with Gil, a chilling performance by Gil Birmingham, along with others. John Bernthal will take your heart out and tear it up and rip it up and shoot it out. <laughs> yes. So before we, before I just lush all over this movie, please tell us what is this about? Well, in in this finale of the trilogy, you said we are now everybody on the Native American reservation. So what do we have? We had. Sicario. Sicario, right. So we're in Mexico there at the border. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Hello High Water. Oh, yes. We're in Texas there. And now in Wind River, we're on the reservation. That's where we are, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, okay, how do we say this? Because, see, this is one we really got to dance around. You now, dance, but you can... There's a mystery when it opens. A woman is there. running for her dear life, right? In the snow. Now, we're in Wyoming, okay? In so it ain't, it ain't Mexico. It ain't Texas. That's right. We're in Wyoming in the winter. She is, she is running for her life in the snow. Late at night. Clothes are falling off. Yeah. All of that. So the question is, who or what is after her? Well, you know what she ends up, everybody. You know yeah. what happens. And... Along the way, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service agent Corey Lambert, <laughs> played yeah. by Jeremy Renner, he finds this body. It's told to him, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, trying not just really glossing here. So, the question is what happened? Now, the FBI sends in a rookie agent to try to figure this out. And that rookie agent is Jane Banner, played by Elizabeth Olsen. And she's no, all, she can't. Yeah, yeah, she's 
she's fresh, fresh, fresh. She's a rookie for real. <laughs> and she's a rookie who goes, I just had my training and I know everything. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> now. But she can't man that type of land. She's going to need some help. Like that's it's, right. It's impossible for her to investigate. Yeah, so she needs uh, Jeremy Renner's help. She needs the help of the locals as well, other people. Mm. Now, the problem is there's a criminal element. Uh-oh. And, of course, when it comes to Native American culture, yeah. they have certain rules you have to follow. Yeah. They ain't just going along with you. You have to show respect, reverence, etc. So something has happened to Jeremy Renner's character of tragedy. And he is now he is now divorced from his wife. They're no longer together. We see that play out. His wife is Native American. And he has a father-in-law, etc. And we see all of this stuff that's going on familially in the family. Yeah, he's motivated at this point to figure this out. That's right. That's right. So there's a lot going on. Something, again, with criminals. That's where John Bernthal's character comes in a bit. It's not pretty because the question is who or what killed this woman? Oh my gosh. That leads down a maze, down a hole, down a chute. I don't care where you're going. To hell. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It, really, it really was. It really was a dark place. So the question is at the end of this movie, do they figure out who or what is behind this? Can they stop it as well? And what are we unearthing? Because from Taylor Sheridan, we know we're going to get a wallop. Yes. <laughs> so it might be starting all nice, and you might think that you're in uh, maybe some TV show you've watched before. But you just keep waiting. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that shock is a coming. I think that's yeah. enough, Rap. I think that's Woo, enough. that was, I like that. That was very good, uh, yeah. Critic. You teased us real nice there. Uh, I guess I'll start and dive in. Listen, mm-hmm. it's no secret. I'm a huge fan of Taylor Sheridan. No. I did not. I, and it all started with Sicario. It started with this Of course, winter. how could it not? <laughs> well, the thing is, and that was his first go, really. That was his yeah. first, like, introduction as a screenwriter. And he does this amazing movie. And I called you immediately. I was like, you've got to see it. And you piddled. You piddled. And then when <laughs> and you called oh, no, me. Oh, no, I definitely wanted to see it. You, know? you just <laughs> got around to it. And then you, you, you figure this out. And then Hell or High Water, I went to the movies to see that and was just as pulled in. It is no different. Ter- Taylor Sheridan, in his directorial debut, did nothing but what he... I guess allowed or encouraged to happen in on his other movies and that is to cast well. Oh yeah. I have to admit Jeremy Renner is a shoo-in. It is it, it, it makes sense. He belongs Perfect. on that reservation. Gil Birmingham absolutely supposed to play that role. The very chilling realities that that father has to go through. He does it masterfully. Graham Greene comes back in Sheridan's uh, world and does an amazing job as the sheriff who teaches this young rookie the rules. And then you have Elizabeth Olsen. And I have to to admit this. Mm -hmm. She just sort of comes on with her highlights and you know, and she's she's talking like this. This is how it's going to go down. We are going to take that man down. And so I was kind of like, why would you cast her? 
especially when you're dealing with like an Emily Blunt. Yeah. You know, in Sicario, and then you've got this, and then there's a moment mm. in the movie mm. that she has to display her training. Mm. Wallop, as you just said. Yeah. Then you go, I know exactly why you cast her. <laughs> genius. And yeah. then by the time you're drawn into that wallop, the movie is gone. That is Taylor Sheridan. Once you, he always goes slow as molasses. And you're thinking, oh my God, what? It's beautiful. It's beautiful dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and it's gone. And I was totally satisfied, drawn in. Is it the strongest of his three? Probably not, but no. very well strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all so strong that this not being the strongest one is okay. Yeah. So I would say my advice is to head out to the theater to watch this. Because when you see the cinematography, the t- the, the, the landscape, the sweeping views, yes. the action, and the wallop, it is mm. going to be well worth your $15. That's what I have to say. Oh, it's beautifully stated. And you know, Ref, when we saw it at Sundance, we were at one of the biggest theaters, probably the biggest theater there. Yeah, yeah. And it pays off. Yeah, it does. You want to see it on that big screen. You want to feel enveloped by the elements. You want to feel the wallet with the audience. Remember, everybody, Taylor Sheridan is an actor, too. That's right. So he knows what he's doing, like you said, Ref, in casting. He knows how to elicit the right performances. He's certainly a beautiful writer. Yeah, he is. And uh, look, it's not Sicario. It's not Hell or High Water. But it's close enough that this trilogy will go down as one of the best in American history about America, the Americas. Ooh. It is wonderful. Can we quote you on that? You can. You can take (laughs) it to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we are both saying, everybody, please, if you want an adult thriller, if you've seen Sicario and Hello High Water, or if you have not. Yeah, that's right. This would still work as a great introduction to the world. And we're telling you, all three of these movies stand alone and stand together. Yeah as wonderful work. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for that. Listen, August 4th, this Friday, what are you doing? (laughs) You should go out to see Wind River because I just may go out and see it again. Oh. (laughs) Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.